fumble yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, you're like, oh my god, epiphany, epiphany, <laughs> I'm going to say epiphany, and if it's wrong, I'm going to cry in the bathroom later. Yeah, like, and everyone's going to giggle, even though they probably don't know how to say the word Yeah, either. I think that's always the worst, is you're like, you couldn't do any better. <laughs> Welcome everyone to a brand new podcast that we are starting called the Book Jar Pod or Podcast. I don't know. We haven't talked about whether it's just pod yeah, or podcast. Haven't figured it out. Uh, my name is Marissa and I'm here with one of my best friends, uh, Megan. Uh, and so we are going to be talking about books with you. And it's really funny because like this is the exact room that we came up with this idea mm-hmm. for the podcast in, in front of these books, which were like scattered across the floor. So I'm really excited to be able to do this. Um, and yeah, so how this is going to work is at the end of every podcast, we're going to pull a topic out of our book jar and we are going to talk about it in the next podcast. So if you're interested in getting your question on our podcast, make sure you hit us up on social media. We are the book jar pod on pretty much all social media platforms. So definitely check us out there. Otherwise, are you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So today we're just going to be answering some questions uh, that we think are important for every person to know about a reader. So, all right. Question one. What's the first book you remember reading? Good question. Good question. Um, I had to think about this one for a little bit. Yeah. I would say I wasn't the biggest reader when I was younger. So probably the first book I remember reading would probably be James and the Giant Peach. Okay, James. I actually, like actively reading. So that's funny because I don't remember. I have never actually read that book. Really? Yeah. I probably wouldn't have read it, but it was for a school project. That's, yeah. Even the, like, movie freaked me out. So I just assumed that the book would freak me out, too. Yeah, I didn't like the movie. The movie also freaked me out. So I, I just, I think I got really, like, turned off of the idea of reading it because I was like oh my god I hate it yes me too but I mean once you're forced to do stuff for school to pass yeah you try it out and it wasn't bad wasn't terrible I I didn't hate it Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't read it again how about you what was your first book so I actually very distinctly remember like I was always obsessed with books and so the first book I remember reading was this like gray copy of like just general fairy tales and they had like really beautiful pictures in them and I remember sitting there at like two or three years old and like following the words with my fingers like I could read and like Mm -hmm. just saying things out loud and my mom like now it's really funny because I can like remember her like dying of laughter in the background (laughs) but I was like oh my god she's so proud of me (laughs) like that was what I thought it was and now I'm like thinking about the memory and I'm like oh yeah she was laughing because I had no idea what I was doing just like mumbling I was just like mumbling I was like uh the cat jumped over (laughs) well because you're reading the pictures at that point yeah this is what I think it's gonna say yeah these pictures not just the the words themselves yeah so that's like the first book I actually remember reading but the first full like novel I finished I would say 
was probably, this is like kind of super embarrassing, but it was probably like a Pony Pals book. <laughs> I don't even know what Pony Pals <laughs> is. Okay, so Pony Pals was this group of friends. It was very classic, like children's novel set up, but there were this group of friends and they all had ponies and they would take trail rides together. And um, so they're not actually ponies, they're humans. They're human beings who have ponies and therefore are pals, aka pony pals. That makes more sense. I got a little confused there. All right, perfect. All right. So what are you reading right now? All right. So right now I'm reading a book called The Ones We're Meant to Find by Joan Key. I think that's how I pronounce her last name. And I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not super far into it. I don't know. If you want to know more about it, but we can talk about that on always all right podcast. But. Cool, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to deep dive that one once you're finished. Yes, but okay. So I'm reading something that is gonna be two answers to these questions. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm reading the Sailor Moon mangas right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So I'm on number four. It's actually like right beside us here on the table. But yeah, it's it's very good. I've watched the new anime on netflix which was what actually inspired me to read them because i never read them i'd seen them like 90s anime Mm -hmm. but yeah they're actually very true to like the netflix anime now it's almost like frame by frame oh cool It's, it's really interesting so i'm excited to see like when it goes beyond the anime but i'm still stuck in the anime part right now so i'm like i know what's gonna happen so it's like is there any like semblance to the old not really. Yeah, no, like that was very different. Yeah. Like the 90s was very different from what is in the manga, which is super interesting. Like all the core stuff is the same, but they really made it quite different. So huh. so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. So the the next question is, what was the last book you read? All right. So the last book I read was called, it was part of a book club. I'm in a book club with a couple other friends okay um and it's called this is how it always is by Lori frankel mm. and i don't know if you've heard of it but it's very very good if you're interested in like families that have um like a child who doesn't identify as the gender they were born as okay so very interesting it's very well done in my opinion it's definitely a book that i wasn't wouldn't normally pick up right just because i'm more like young adults fantasy kind of a thing and it's for sure more real life so I definitely for the book club it was definitely out of my comfort zone and I'm glad I read it a very good book nice okay I love that a lot I especially love like that's why you join a book club right because you want to find books that you wouldn't normally pick up yeah I've been in a couple book clubs that have like fallen apart yeah <laughs> <is> really funny. <laughs> but I always find that because I know the people really well it's all kind of the same stuff that I would like normally read anyway you all have the same interests usually going into them yeah totally um so the the last book I read was actually it's sitting also right beside (laughs) us ironically enough uh so it was uh Gods of Jade and Shadow by Sylvia Marino Garcia and it was um so it's it's really interesting it's a a fantasy story that takes place in Mexico. Um, so it's based off of like that mythology, which was really cool. And I actually was, um, I actually sought out these types of books because getting really sick of the like regular <laughs> fantasy, you know, like dragons and stuff. Like I love that stuff, but you read too much of it and it's just like, it's all kind of, it starts to feel the same. 
So this one was really good. It was actually like quite a fantastic read. I think she's actually quite a phenomenal writer as well, which you don't always see in the fantasy genre. Like, I'm not, I'm definitely not shitting on the fantasy genre, but like, yeah, sometimes that is where you see a lot of really good plots and not such good writing. But I felt like the plot was really great and the writing was really strong. So I actually highly recommend it. Oh, cool. Um, if somebody's looking for, for a book to read. All right. The next question um, is what book will you read next? So I don't know. Um, I'm the type of person that kind of, once I finish a book, I'll see what kind of mood I am in. Do I want something that's a little more easygoing? You don't have like any planned no. out. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. But I'll let you guys know when I know. <laughs> All right. When, when you know, let us know. Uh, that being said, I, I, ironically, it is also here right next to me. Um, so after I'm done the Sailor Moon series, so I... When I'm in the middle of a series, I never consider that my next read. Like, yeah, I'm going to read number five and then six and then all the way up to 12. Like, that's, right. those are my next, like, six reads or whatever. Uh, eight, I guess, actually. Eight reads. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my next read outside of that is going to be The Priory of the Orange Tree. Oh, I heard good things about that one. Yeah. I've heard mixed things about that one. Oh, okay. So I've heard, because I heard on, I was on Book Talk for a little bit, and, um, like, on that side of uh, TikTok, I encountered a lot of people who recommended the book and then there was kind of like a backlash afterwards of people being like oh it wasn't nearly as good like I don't know why people are so obsessed with this and I'm like so now I'm curious because now I feel like there's an even enough split um because if you know anything about me I hate being recommended things also (laughs) yeah which is maybe why all my book clubs have fallen apart (laughs) (laughs) might have something to do with it um yeah, so I kind of like that it's not universally liked, so I can kind of feel like I can go in with my own opinion, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure, because you don't want to be, like, expecting too much out of it, and then totally. it doesn't meet that, and then vice versa. And now I'm kind of, I feel like I have really even expectations. It is a thick book, as you can. Yeah, she's thick. Yeah, she's thick. So I think it's, like, 800-some pages. Oh, wow. So it'll be, it'll be a, it'll be a good read. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's the next one I plan, but sometimes my plans fall apart. Yes. So. All right, what is a guilty pleasure read of yours? Guilty? Wow. I would say, honestly, I don't get some hate, but Twilight. Twilight? It was a good, it was, yeah, it was guilty pleasure. It was just easy to read. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's got problems. For I sure. know. For sure. But, um, you know, it's a it's classic at this point. Totally. I actually totally agree. Um, I feel like it's up there. On my guilty pleasure list. I'm going to count Sailor Moon. So I said I was going to answer twice. It is kind of a guilty pleasure read right now. Like, it's not challenging any ideas mm-hmm. I had. It's not. It's just feel good. It's a little bit like when I say it to people, I kind of laugh because I know it sounds a little bit funny. But, like, <laughs> it's actually quite a good read and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But I, I consider it in that aspect. I have another one that I go back to commonly and that's actually The Princess Diaries. Oh yes, that's a good one. Yeah. So yeah, that that that's like a long long-term guilty pleasure read, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Now we're going to get into some nitty-gritties here. So what is your favorite place to read? Jeez. I can go first on this. Yeah, one. you want <laughs> first. I don't know. All right. So I will read anywhere, but my favorite place to read is I have a little, in my house, I have this, like, really deep, like, almost like a bed couch, like, 
One of oh, those, yeah. yeah. And I like to like nestle in the corner with a blanket and have a candle going, like a very classic, like oh, very classic situation. Yes. And I'm I'm pretty content if I'm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I don't know, like same thing. I'll read wherever kind of is comfortable. I would say in my house, I do have like a an electric fireplace and like a little chair beside it and a little oh, yes. reading light. So my thing is like, I'll get up early um, before my day starts, sit there, turn on the electric fireplace, get my coffee and just, yeah, curl up in a blanket and read. And I usually, that seems to be most comfortable for me. I love that. I actually want to change my answer now because you mentioned <laughs> a fireplace and I will say like when I was still living with my parents, they have a wood stove. Oh, and yes. that was that was actually the best. Be perfect. Like, I, I didn't even care if I was like bundled up in anything because you're just so warm because you're next to the wood stove. And the smell too. Like it just looks Oh, it was just the right atmosphere. Yes. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That's that's actually my favorite place to read. I my my bed couch is not my second. <laughs> all right. Um other than that, uh what is your favorite snack to eat while reading? Oh, probably like chips, something, something small, easy to grab. Easy to grab. Yeah. Nothing too messy. Like chips can kind of be messy, but I don't know. It's something crunchy. I like crunch. You like crunch. I, this is so classic and I don't know if I even like it cause I like it or I like it cause I like the idea of it. Yeah. But it's an apple. Like it's fully like, <laughs> like fully like an apple. The yeah. thing is, is I will get a lot of hate for this because I know a lot of people think red delicious apples are like garbage and I fucking love them. I, I like delicious. Really? Okay. Thank I you. I like granny apples or whatever. Granny Smith apples. They're so sour. And like sometimes I just want right to. Right mood? Yes. Right mood for Granny Smith? Okay. Absolutely yes. delicious. Yes. But I'm always down for a good red delicious. I think I think the problem yes. with red delicious is that there's a lot of bad ones. You have to get it like You have to get the perfect one. Yeah, because it has to have a really thick skin and it has to be cold. It has yes. to be cold. If it's warm, they are the grossest out. Maybe yes. people are eating them warm. I think people are just grabbing the baddest ones from the bunch i think so because they're so juicy they taste good with peanut butter i don't oh, know if you have peanut delicious butter. and yeah they're a good snack i agree yeah, with you 100%. yeah yeah um i think my next favorite is royal gala yes that's good too yeah yeah um anything but macintosh i agree i like uh honey crisps those are good honey too. crisps they're good. Those are good this has now become an apple podcast yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to our <laughs> podcast <laughs> this is the apple jar <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Uh, so that being said, do you use a bookmark? I do, but kind of. the definition of bookmark varies. varies. <laughs> very loose. I would say for hardcover books, I do use the book jacket. Okay. Um, but generally, if like I bought a book, a chapter say, and they give you a bookmark, I'll use that. I'll use mm-hmm. the receipt that was in the bag. Yeah. Piece of paper that was on my dresser. Whatever you can find. Yeah. I've used granola bar wrappers before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it get sticky? No, no, I make sure. Like you you have to you have to be very careful with that one. I've used um like the leftover paper from a piece of gum. Oh yeah. Like a gum wrapper. My favorite bookmark, also right here, conveniently, is a one dollar American bill. So for all of our listeners, we are Canadian. Um and I used to work at Starbucks. And somebody put this in the tip jar when I was oh. there. 
and nobody really knew what to do with it. Because you split, when you work at Starbucks, they take all the tips and then um, every like one or two weeks, they'll split them between everyone. Yeah. So you each get like a, a share based off of how many hours you work. And they didn't know what to do with this because they couldn't really split it. And then they couldn't like, they were like, I, it's not really like, what do we do with it? And I was like, can I have it? Like you can take a whole dollar out of my tip thing and I will take the one dollar American bill because I think it's hilarious yeah. and I use this as a bookmark which I feel like Americans would really they probably wouldn't appreciate that probably not but I think it's it, it's perfect though because it's paper and it's it's crisp and it just feel <laughs> like it fits all these books because you can fold it it's it's good I think it's a good option it's a good option when you don't live in America yeah yeah exactly uh but I agree I'm I'm a grab whatever is available. I've used other books as bookmarks, like smaller books. If I'm reading like a really large oh, book, really, yeah, yeah like I have really funny. thin books, and sometimes they just, I'm like, I'm using a book as a bookmark, which is great. So on that note, would you ever dog ear your absolutely books? not? I would, Agreed. I would burn Agreed. someone alive. Yes, I've yeah. done it by accident, like you know when you just like yeah put it somewhere and it gets folded over, and then I I cry inside a little bit. I will say if I have a book, so if I've bought a book used or secondhand and it's already been dog-eared, mm-hmm. I will just run with it. Yeah. If if the book has already gotten to that point, all right, I'm going to run with it. It's the same with, like, if I find a book with writing inside. I actually think that's really precious mm-hmm. when I find that people have written in it. I don't write in my own books very often unless I'm I have a specific reason for doing it. But when I find it, I think it's so fascinating. And there's something really interesting about an old book that's been dog-eared and it's so worn and like the edges are rough and stuff like that and I don't hate that but when you take a brand new book and you fold that corner like I try not to judge people but I I want to throw up a little bit yeah I'm like just use your receipt just use your use a napkin a napkin like literally look in your purse and find something there's there's something totally garbage off totally. the ground the I also point. use my the jacket of books yeah for hardcovers, except when they're thick, because when you get to the yeah. middle, like it bends them. So I'll use them at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I have to find my one dollar bill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. So, what is your favorite format to read a book in? So this is like: Do you ever listen to audiobooks? Do you prefer the paper? Do you do ebooks? I would say, lately, I pref- I'm preferring ebooks. Um, I have like the Kobo or however you say it so it's it's just easy for me for multiple reasons like one it's nighttime I don't want to turn the light on it's right there Mm -hmm. um I can also download books from like the library digitally so I really enjoy doing that Mm -hmm. um it's just it's just easier cheaper there's a lot of convenience yeah for sure um I do love having like a hard book like they're beautiful and I love people's like bookshelves and stuff like yeah you have it here but it's just yeah it takes up a lot of space and more expensive but I will go walk through chapters and be like I want this book and then I come home with five and then they're sitting and then they just sit there yeah yeah I don't hate ebooks I and I can read them the thing that I find frustrating about them is I always want to like mark pages and then it doesn't feel the same to market. Because, like, I know in most, like, 
ebook applications, you can just mark the page and they're like, oh, you have a little bookmark here. Or you like left a little tag here. But it never feels like as good as being right. able to pick up a book and seeing all the marks you've left in it. That being said, the thing that frustrates me about if I've read ebooks for a little bit and I go back to like a regular book and then I'll try to find a word and I'll, I'll be like, oh, it'd be so much easier if I could like control F Right? You're just like, let me hold this and have the dictionary come Yeah, up. right? <laughs> like the, it's super convenient. So I actually, I, I feel like I definitely prefer, like the, this is part of my, you can't see most of my book collection here, but I do have an extensive book collection. So I definitely, I think, prefer a physical copy. Yeah. I'm a little bit old school like that, but... I don't think there's anything wrong with ebooks. I'm not much of an audiobook person. Me neither. But I think that's because, and this is a question down the road here, but uh, I guess we can kind of ask it now, which is how fast do you read? And I read really quickly, like like very quickly. So I find audiobooks actually quite frustrating because I'm like, okay, come on, like I got it. Yeah. Like, do you on. ever like pick up the speed on them or do you? listen to it at normal speed well so then I feel like and maybe this is like I don't know maybe I have ADHD or something but sometimes I get distracted when the speed gets too high right and then I get annoyed that I've lost my place and I have to go back I I find audiobooks incredibly frustrating for me I'm definitely not a person who like I've heard the argument I'm like oh they're not real but like that that's not what I'm saying here they're just not for me yeah I think for me for audiobooks like when I think of reading a book, it's like that's my time to just like wind down, take some time to myself and focus on the book. Yeah. Whereas a lot of like, I don't know if everyone who reads or uses audiobooks does this, but it's like you're doing something while you're listening totally. to it or you're driving while you're listening to it, which is fine. And I think that's a good idea. But then I don't know if I'm doing something at home, like chores and, you know, cleaning, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'll listen to a podcast or I'll listen yeah. to music and do it because I'm more focused on my tasks versus trying to focus on a book totally. at the same time. I actually agree. And, and that's what I use podcasts for is when I want to multitask. Mm-hmm. Um, and because generally there's some podcasts where you really have to pay attention, but you can miss a couple things here and there and it's not too bad. I, I totally agree. And I just I I just don't love audiobooks. I tend not to love them, although maybe I should give them another try. Because, you know, you like, I find, maybe, maybe it'll be on, good. Yeah. Another note on that is, like, maybe, like, a normal fiction book you may not enjoy, but, like, a like a help book. Things that are teaching you how yeah. to do stuff. Might Even, be like, good. mindfulness or, like, those yeah. types of books. Like those uh, are, yeah. Those would be good to learn like that, too. Because then it's almost like a teacher. It, that that feels more like a podcast, though, too, right? That's true. it's, like, kind of a discussion about a topic, mm-hmm. which I feel like might fit a little bit better. So maybe, maybe I'll have to branch out a little bit. Um, did you answer how fast you read? No. Um, I would say, like, medium. Medium? I'm not super fast. Once I'm in a book, like, if it's, like, a really, really good book and I can't stop, mm-hmm. I can finish it in a day or two, mm-hmm. even if it's, like hundreds of pages but generally normal speed pick up the book you know once a day kind of thing for all that good stuff yeah okay perfect all right the real question a hardcover or softback the hard one you go go first me (laughs) this is hard i feel like it depends a lot i have recently found a new appreciation for softbacks i used to love hardcovers 
I do like that softbacks tend to be easier to hold. They're way easier to, like, throw in your purse or something because, you know, they're not going to, like, weigh down your purse. When I have a hardcover in there, it's, like, oh, like a ton of bricks. I do just love the look of hardcover a lot more. So I find, like, when I go to buy one, I'm always, I always kind of lean towards the hardcover unless I am not sure about the book or I don't think it's, like, the hardcover is that beautiful or something like that. I'll kind of get the soft back, but I definitely, I would, I would say slightly to hardcover. Slightly. I would say I probably lean more towards soft cover. Like if okay. I'm out shopping or I'm at the library, whatever, I guess it's more so for owning it, but I don't know why. I think it's because it's smaller yeah, you can fill more shelves with more books. It's easier to like organize and stack, whereas hardcover are usually such vast sizes. Yeah, and it's yeah, just that's true. Yeah, just hard for me to put them anywhere. But that being said, like being on like Instagram and seeing all these like like authors having these beautiful hardcover books that are like different colors and they have like things engraved on them and people are painting like the pages on it like yeah. those are so nice and like you can do it on a soft cover but it's just it's not quite it's the not same. the same like I can't take off the jacket and have like a completely new book it seems like yeah that's true too I really I really do like that I think that's why I lean slightly more towards hardcover but there are it's not as cut and dry as it was when I was like younger like I I used to just always grab the hardcover and now I've come to like appreciate the soft cover a little bit more mm-hmm Right. This question is already inducing guilt in me, but uh, how often do you read? Um, do you also feel the guilt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, especially since we're, like, doing a book podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you think we'd, like, read all the time. I would, I definitely don't read as much as I wish I did. Yeah. For sure. Like, I definitely, I would love to read daily. But, you know, like, we're adults, we're... Life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. Sometimes I just want to lay down and watch Netflix, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say I definitely try to commit, like, a few times a week, about an hour, at least. That's kind of me. I am so up and down with this. Yeah. So, you, you, you've known me for years. I am, I am the person who will sit and read an entire series in a day, and then I won't pick up another book for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Or, but then sometimes it's, I'm reading a book a day for two weeks, and then I will put it down for, like, a month. And so, like, I always feel like I read about a book a week by the end of the year. Yeah. This year has been a little bit um slower, because uh, I've gotten really involved in cross-stitch, which apparently <laughs> has taken over my life. But that's kind of usually how it ends up, is, like, it... Turns out to, like, one book every one or two weeks. Mm -hmm. But they happen so sporadically. Like, it was, like, a month I read, like, 30 and then put them down. Well, not quite that many, but... Yeah, I see what you mean. You could... Listen to this. Back to the audiobooks. Right? Download the audiobooks and cross-stitch. Right? It's (laughs) tempting, actually. So I've thought about that recently, which is where I was saying I might have to give it another try. Because... I do find myself, like, I'm running out of things to watch on Netflix while I cross <laughs> So, like, I'm going to have to work out something. So maybe audiobooks is the answer. And maybe maybe that's a great time to get through all the 
nonfiction kind of reads I've yeah. wanted to get through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Give it a try. All right. Do you enjoy reading aloud? No. No. Unless, <laughs> unless it's like something I can be dramatic with. Mm. If it's something serious and like I'm trying to get the point across, no, don't ask me. But if I can just make a joke out of it, yeah, I'll read it out loud to you. Totally. <laughs> I think I enjoy reading certain things out loud. Mm-hmm. So poetry is one. I actually oh, really yes. enjoy reading out loud. I do enjoy reading like things that are meant to be read out loud. So plays in particular, oh, when yes. I read plays, um, specifically Shakespeare, I find I actually have to read them out loud sometimes. I don't mind reading to people at all. Like I've never really had a hold up about that. Other than, you know, you make a mistake and then it's super embarrassing and you think about that for like three pages and then you have to get over it. So I, I don't mind it. I've It's definitely not my favorite. I mostly read in my head. Mm-hmm. But there's certain situations where I would actually prefer it. And if I'm reading to someone, I actually, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. 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 You know. Did I, I change think, your answer? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, honestly, it probably stems from when I... Like, school. Yeah, school is horrible. Like, if you'd asked me this while I was in high school, it would have been hell no. Yeah, because you're, like, reading ahead. Like, how do I pronounce this word so I don't fumble over it? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, you're like, oh, my God. Epiphany. Epiphany. I'm going to say epiphany. And if it's wrong, I'm going to cry in the bathroom later. Yeah, and everyone's going to giggle, even though they probably don't know how to say the word. Yeah, I think that's always the worst, is you're like, you couldn't do any better. But yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like in high school. Yeah, that's probably where it came from for me, not like reading out loud. Mm. But I've never like had a lot of experience like reading out to kids or anything like that. Yeah. So but I, I tutor. And so a large part of tutoring is actually just getting because I tutor in English mostly. I do a little bit of math and stuff. But a large part of English when they do their own writing is just encouraging them to read it out loud because you're going to catch most of your mistakes that way. And some of them are really uncomfortable at first reading it out loud to me. They don't really know me that well. And uh, most of my students are fine now. But in the beginning, I'd be like, okay, like, you can read it or I can read it. And, like, totally fine in that situation. I don't care. If I make a mistake, it just reaffirms to them that it's okay to make mistakes. And nobody's going to laugh and, like, stuff like that. So I, I feel like a lot of that has come from just tutoring and having to read it aloud with with yeah. students and although it is really nerve-wracking when they're like did I pronounce that word right and I'm like I don't know <laughs> let's google it hey Siri yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey let's let's figure this out all right are you good at guessing plot twists you know normally I'm not but lately I don't know if I'm just reading more or if I'm reading so much of the same genre that I'm kind of like well, in this other book, this happened. So now I'm kind of, I feel like I'm getting better at it. But normally, no. I've always felt like I'm pretty decent at it. Mm-hmm. I've always felt I'm pretty decent. Like, I will get, like, let's put a figure on it. Let's let's say 80, 80% of them. 80% of plot twists I can kind of see coming in some fashion. To the point where... I'll actually get mad, and I think this is a whole podcast topic, so I'm going to cut myself short here, but I'll actually get mad if I can't really guess it, because I feel like the author hasn't done a good enough job of foreshadowing it. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And um, so sometimes, like, the twists that I can't see coming are actually really piss me off because I'm like, you didn't, like, you just pulled this out of your ass yeah. kind of thing. But that being said, I'm not perfect either. So, like, there are some plot twists, like, when it's well written and I didn't see it coming, I'm like, holy shit, that was great. Yeah. This, um, Gods of Sh- Jade and Shadow actually was a great example of that. Um, not that there was a huge plot twist, but there was a situation where I didn't really know what was going to happen, but what happened felt very natural mm-hmm. when it did happen. So I, I really enjoy that. Like when, when it feels good and I can't guess it, amazing. But I feel like most of the time I can. Yeah. I think for me, like I, that's why I really enjoy like murder mystery genres okay. is because I love trying to figure out who the killer is or whoever the suspect is I guess would be the term before the author tells us like I'm like where are all these little hints that they're leaving us and like same thing if there isn't the hints and they're like oh it's so and so then I'm like and then you're like how the hell was that's not satisfying but then if it's like getting towards the end of the book and I'm like what could be this person it could be this person I'm between those two Mm -hmm. then I know I'm like it's a good book and I'm enjoying it and I like being a part of it that way so yeah totally I would I would agree all right, big question. How long is your TBR or to be read list? Oh gosh, I don't have an exact amount. Um, probably at least like 10 to fifteen. Oh jeez. Oh gosh. Are you? You're probably more. Yeah. I mean, I could be more, but like rough estimate, I'd say. Are like, we talking about books we own or books we just want to read? And any oh, form that's a fashion? great distinction, actually. Yeah. So if it's books we own that haven't been read, I would say I'm probably. That's still a large number. <laughs> I would say like 50. You own 50 books you haven't read? Yeah. Are they here? Yeah, some of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mostly, I try to, every once in a while I go through, um, and when I have them on the shelf, I actually usually have like a section where it's like pull from this section first kind of thing. Right. And uh, the last time I had that set up, which was before I moved into my new house, it was at 20. But I know that there were other books that I owned that I also hadn't read. So I would say, I would say roughly 40 to 50 that I haven't read. And some of them I don't know because like I bought them in a very specific mood and they're like nonfiction. And I'm like, I actually don't know if I'm going to get to you ever Mm -hmm. because I'm okay if I don't. Mm -hmm. I think of all time though, like it's got to be closer to like 250. Like, I have so wow. many lists just, like, <laughs> sitting in my office of so books cool. that I want to get and read. Um, yeah, I would say, like, 250 is probably a low goal, too. Yeah. Like, I'd say minimum. Yeah. I would say my, like, everything books would be your your own books. Like, <laughs> 50 is probably my, like, list all of time. All time. Not that I'm, like, I'm always adding to it and stuff like that. Yeah, but you add and you take away. Yeah. Right? Yours is sitting at about 50. Yeah, yeah I would okay. say that. And then for books I own, it's, like, less than 10. Because I don't like buying books. And then not reading. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just. We have a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I think that is a little bit of a reflection of how fast we read. Oh, so yeah. So I feel like my expectation of what I can get through really quickly is a lot. Like, I know I can get through, like, there's a month left in the year. And if I wanted to read 30 books, I could read 30 books. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that has a lot of indication with it. Like, I could take a large chunk 
out of my to-be-read list mm-hmm. before the end of the year if I, if I really put my if mind to it. it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I enjoyed that question. That was good. Okay, so what is your favorite trope? If you had to p- pick one, and this is going to be a whole podcast topic later, I can always t- already tell. Yeah. I'd love to talk more about tropes, but you're just your favorite one, your go-to, the one that makes you feel good inside. I think, and I'm pretty sure this is trope, I'm, I don't know, Um, my favorite book, and I'll always pick up a book with this plot line or anything, is like when the woman or the main character dresses up as a man to like... Oh, Same yes, thing. yeah, like Mulan. Yeah, the, I, the, that was my the, favorite. The, oh, I forget what it's called. Yeah, but it's the, like, gender men. Yes, kind of thing, yeah. Where, they, like, where they, they're forced to act in a different role in society than they are. Yeah, that's my favorite. I don't know, yeah, if it's because of Mulan, like, that was, that's my favorite I feel like it Disney probably stems from Mulan. Yeah, and it's like, there'll be a book and it'll be like, oh, so-and-so has to join the army, blah, 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 wearing this. And I'm like, yep, let's add it to the cart because I'm reading it. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I was, I was, for a second, I was like, it's going to be really funny if we say the same one. But that is not, I, I enjoy that trope. It's not my favorite trope. My favorite trope is enemies to lovers. Ah, classic. Classic. I mean, that would have been, that's my second. For yeah. Sure. I do love a good, like, like, this is a movie now, but, like, the latest Star Wars mm-hmm. with, like, Kylo Ren, like, that, I was, I was there for the whole thing. <laughs> like, I was, like, yes. I was, like, I love this, and I don't care who hates this. This is making my heart so happy <laughs> right now that they are, like, at each other's throats, and then he just wants her to come over to, uh, like, I just... <laughs> love a good enemies to lover. And I think the thing is, is it's a good enemies to lovers because there's some really bad uses of it. As long as it's not like a toxic enemy to Toxic lover. enemy, that thing. But the mm-hmm. moment, my favorite part about a good enemies to lovers trope is the minute where they're like kind of bantering and if somebody else has hurt the main character and mm-hmm. the other person gets like really angry and I'm like, oh, that's, that's where it is. They love each other. Is like, oh, <laughs> you guys are going to fall in love. Yeah. And I yeah, get to I'm, watch. I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. Um, yeah, very, this is a very, it can be a very toxic trope as well. So I'd like to be clear, like, for sure. Like, when it gets into the toxic or the enemy is, like, too evil mm-hmm. to be redeemable, like. It has to make sense. Like, it can't be like they actually hate each other. It has to be a little bit misunderstood. Yeah. Or somebody was guided down the wrong path. Yeah. It has to be, and there has to be character development and stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. All right, what genres do you love? I kind of mentioned this earlier, but definitely I lean towards young adult, fantasy, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Vampire books, uh, princess books, you know, kingdoms. All that stuff. All that stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. I'd say uh, same. Uh, I, but I don't actually have a lot of genres that I don't love. Yeah. I read a lot of variety, I find. Um, And this leads right into our next question, which is what genres do you dislike? Like, I definitely lean, like, I, I love a good YA. I love a good fantasy. I love a good science fiction book, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a good just regular fiction like I 
romance. Like, I will read anything if it's if it's good. If I think there's going to be something I'm going to enjoy about it. I don't have a lot of genres I dislike. But I do have one that I don't read a lot of. Which is funny because you mentioned it. Which is the mystery. Mm. Yeah, I don't do a lot of mystery genre. I, and I just think that's mainly because I don't know where to start with it. Right. So I don't know where to start where I know it's going to be really good. Mm. And so I just tend to not pick them up. But there's nothing wrong with a good mystery. Like, I definitely have read mystery books that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. I've also read mystery books that I thought sucked. Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick one that I disliked, like, if I had to remove one and I was never allowed to read that genre again, it was probably mystery. That's fair. What, yeah, for me, it's like, other than, yeah, YA fantasy, like, mystery is kind of like... Your next one. Would be my next one. Um, I don't know why. I think I just enjoy, like, trying to figure out who the killer is, all yeah. of that stuff. But same thing, like, I don't dislike a lot of... I can't even say that, because I don't read a huge variety of genres, as I say, compared to you. Yeah. Um, With the book club I'm in and stuff, I've definitely been outside of my comfort zone. Like, there's been a lot of biographies. There's been a lot of, like, yeah, nonfiction and real-life mm-hmm. stuff. And I definitely would say I... I don't enjoy picking up books that I can tell are going to be sad. Like, really hard, like, like, the point of the book is to make you just, like, feel bad about life. Yeah, life sucks. So you're not into the, like, on the fiction side of that, there's lots of nonfiction, mm -hmm. um, for sure, just people telling their own tragic tales. And those ones actually really get me, but sometimes they're, like, okay to read it's definitely like you need a palate cleanser right afterwards yeah exactly you wouldn't be a fan of like Lurleen McDaniel then no so she writes about like cancer kids yeah yeah no yeah that's like not that's not a thing like I think you've probably lent me some of those books in the past when I was like younger and that like back then that was probably fine because I didn't know what I was getting myself into um but you know living life and stuff (laughs) sometimes I just want a, a book that, like, makes me feel good about myself or just, like, is something that's not real life. And I'll read them, and I've read, like, lately I've been reading biographies that are, like, these people have gone through some shit, Mm -hmm. but I know they wrote a book, so they're doing okay. Yeah. So that I just have to get, wrap my mind around that kind of thing. That's fair, and I, I actually kind of agree with that. I find, um very tragic nonfiction, very hard to read a lot of. I wouldn't, yeah, it's hard to say I dislike the genre because I still read it, but I definitely, like, if I don't have Sailor Moon on hand or the Princess Diaries, like, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, On another note, though, one, I never really thought I'd enjoy science fiction, and I'm starting to read that more. Yeah. And I, I do enjoy it. A good science fiction book is fabulous. Yeah. A poorly written science fiction book is confusing. Yeah. And that's, I think that's that's why a lot of people find science fiction very hard is because there's a lot of um, science fiction. And I won't even say it's like poorly written. It's just written for people who read a lot of science fiction. And so if you don't read a lot of it, it's just really hard to like immediately jump into. Yes. Because you're like, I have no idea what's going on. I find that that is very true for that genre. I do find going back to, like, the classics of science fiction very helpful to kind of overcome that. I find, like, that is, like, very 
a very good way to get through it. I read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and that was oh, okay. that's actually one of my favorite novels yeah. ever. And I hadn't really enjoyed a lot of science fiction outside of that. And then after that, I started reading science fiction, and it was actually quite interesting. And then you start to realize, like, there's certain science fiction books, too, that blend almost, like, into a fantastical element which are is my favorite like that's my favorite genre yeah. is when that kind of gets blended like I think that's so well done when it's done when it's done well it's well done yeah uh but when when they do it properly it just is so sad satisfying yeah I have to read I think I got into science fiction because it was melded with young adult yeah and I think that's what got me into it because it was like a young adult science fiction People recommended it to me because mm-hmm. it was a good first step into science fiction. Totally. Which I'm glad they did because I really enjoyed it. All right. So we uh, normally would close out our podcast just talking about our current reads. But as mm-hmm. we already talked about that earlier, uh, we are going to skip that for this week. And we're going to do a little bit of a would you rather quiz. All right. All right. So this is going to be super fun or super um, agonizing, depending on your perspective here. <laughs> But would you rather read a book with terrible writing, but a good story, or a book with a terrible story, but good writing? Terrible writing, good story. Um, <clears throat> Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> it got better. It got better. It got better. Um, I will say, if I had to pick right now, like, one book to read, it would be the first one. It would be terrible writing, good story. Mm-hmm. If I had to eliminate one for the rest of my days... I would probably go with a terrible story and good writing because I feel like I could at least get inspired by the writing. Right. Yeah. I think long term. But if it's just one book, I'll go with the good story. That's fair. Um, would you rather not be able to read any new books or not be able to reread any books ever again? I would probably rather not be able to reread books just because I'm not a big rereader in general. So. Oh, that's interesting. I think I'd have to get new books and I would oh. cry every day of my life because of it. <laughs> but I don't think I could go... I don't think I could live a happy life without being able to reread Sabriel. <laughs> I love that book. But I, Here, you can read the new books and then I'll yes. do the rereads and, and then we will just talk lots. Yes. Because that's the thing, like, when I read a book, I feel like I remember the important parts of it for so long that by mm-hmm. the time I want to reread it, it's been, like, five, ten years. And then I'm like, do I really want to reread it or do I want to read this new book that I just bought? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I, I appreciate that. Uh, would you ac- rather accidentally set your favorite book on fire or accidentally drop it in the ocean? I have an answer for this. So I'm going to go oceans. Go okay. Because I think that's rectifiable way more than the fire. I, if, but are you retrieving? Oh, am I retrieving it? You're probably not retrieving it. I feel like there is a small chance that I might be able to retrieve it. Like, it's like a 0.001 chance. Like, I have to get that fish and that, like, out real freaking fast. And, like, or I got to dive in and hope I don't die in the process. I feel like I have a better chance of that book surviving. Like, once you set it on fire, it's done. I think for me, if it was set on fire, then I can grieve. I can grieve <laughs> from this <laughs> book. I can see the ashes. I can put it in an urn. I don't know. But, like... It's almost like art at that point, it, Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> instead of me being it's, sopping wet yeah, and also not having life. Breath. But when it's, yeah, sopping wet, first of all, I just... That just 
the image in my mind bothers yeah. me so much. I hate a wet book. I hate when the pages are <laughs> wrinkly. You can't get that out no matter what you do. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I'd watch it burn. All right. We've almost answered differently on every one of these. <laughs> I actually think we have answered differently on each one of these, which is fabulous. All right. Would you rather be able to read one book a year for the rest of your life or be able to read 100 books this year but never touch a book again? One book a year. These both sound like torture. They're and I horrible. like, I know this isn't real, but I want to cry at both yeah. situations. Like, at both situations, I'm so upset. I guess I would go one book a year. Yeah, me too. Because uh, I feel. God, I would be the worst person ever, though. I'd be so finicky. I'd be like, you know what? Like, this better be the best book. <laughs> That's ever. true. I never thought about that. Because, yeah. What if you... What if you wasted on a shitty uh, book? And, like, I've been doing... I used to be very much, like, I have to finish this book. I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Or I, ma- I made the choice to read it. I'm going to finish it. But now I've been, like, I don't like it. I'm going to read a new one. But if you did that with your one book a year... Yeah. I'd be so sad. But never being able to touch a book again would be pure torture. So I'm, I'm going to go with the yeah. first yeah. one. All right, would you rather listen to an audiobook with a terrible reader but an amazing story or listen to an audiobook with an amazing reader but a terrible story? I'm going to go amazing reader but terrible story. I feel like I'd at least get through it. I don't think I could get through it if it was a terrible reader. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Because the voice, the voice would be so the voice distracting. Is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather have your all-time favorite character erased from their story? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Clear, yes. erased from their story or 10 of your other favorite characters erased from their stories I feel like I go with the one just the one because it's the le- it's the least traumatic maybe? well I don't I'm lose just... 10 of my favorite books yeah that's true that's so hard because like I lose one yeah but unfortunately, that's Sabriel, I think. I, me too. We, we that, erased that's the why same like, person. That's so sad. And then the whole series would be like, like, what happens <sighs> if Sabriel is not in that book? Yeah. That's a whole podcast topic yeah. right there. Also, I don't know if he has any book out with her parents. Oh God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> All right, cool. Garth Nix making <sighs> me cry. Reach out to us, like Garth 2008. Nix. All right. Would you rather have a book's ending spoiled for you or never know the ending? Spoiled. 100%. Spoiled. I can't. I can't deal with not knowing. Because it's how it's the journey there. Right? Yeah. That's what makes it count. Yeah. And the amount of spoilers I've gotten. In- and, and still enjoyed the book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. I, I couldn't not know the ending. I hate cliffhangers, actually. I'm going to say that right now. That's probably... A well-utilized cliffhanger. Again, it's a thing that I think yeah. authors use incorrectly. Yeah. I just, you know, if the book's not readily available me, for, to me and it's, like, in a oh, series... Oh, it drives me nuts, though. Then I'm like, no, I want to read you right <laughs> I'm going to not read you out of sight. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather read only one genre for the rest of your life or read any and all genres except for your all-time favorite? Can I start saying that again? Would you rather read only one genre mm-hmm. for the rest of your life... Mm-hmm. Or read any and all genres except your all-time favorite. Probably that one. I would read... I'd rather have choices of genres. I, I think so, too. I And I feel like 
one genre would be my favorite by like such a slim margin yeah. that I would be okay giving up the rest. Yeah. Um, because I would get I would get the other ones. Um, would you rather be stuck on an island without a book or be stuck in a room full of books you don't like? Full full of books I don't like. But you'd still read them, you think? I'd read them. A hundred percent. I guess. I've finished so I many mean, terrible books in that's my life. True. <laughs> which is why reading one book a year would be really hard for me because I would be like, oh, it won't be that bad. And then I'd be like, yeah. I have to wait until January 1st. Also, going back to that question, by the way, <laughs> every year on January 1st, I finish that book. <laughs> like, oh, that'd be a long year. I, I wouldn't be able to help myself. I would be like, few pages here, few pages there. Um... My answer, I, I think I agree with you, of, like, a room of books I dislike, but my thought process is, like, maybe I disliked them when I was, like, 10, 15. Maybe you learn to like them, but yes. then do they disappear from the room if you learn to like them? Maybe, but you know what? I feel fine. Like, I feel like my thing would be is I could go through and, like, edit them <laughs> and, like, make them better. Like, that would be my That's process. True. Like, you could, like, like, and these are all getting defaced and dog yeah eared and written all on it. like because i don't respect these books yeah i think okay. for me it'd be like when i dislike these books i was maybe too young i didn't understand it that yeah. kind of thing so yeah. then if i read them now i'd like them and then they're probably gone and they probably leave the room yeah you're like oh this isn't so bad <laughs> all right would you rather have to read your favorite book every month or never read it again that's not a would you rather that's that's Obviously, i, I will month. happily reread my favorite book every month like, why is that even a question? I don't, I don't know. They ran out of questions. I think they did. We got two more. <laughs> Would you rather bring any one character from a book into our world or live in a book's world but never meet your favorite character? So, side note, this is a common trope in, like, manga okay. that they do where you, you get transplanted into a story mm-hmm. as, like, a side character or, like, a, like basically, like, a non-important character. Or somebody that you no longer see in the story. Um, so I've actually thought about this okay, quite a go bit. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think I would go. I feel like I would go into the books world. I feel like I feel like I would do that. Cause I feel like I would still get to experience it. And I would get to meet a lot of the characters, just not my favorite one. Which is okay because yes. I'm already not currently meeting my favorite character. Like right now, as I That's exist true. in this world, like That's I haven't good, lost anything. I've actually gained things. Point. It's hard because, like, I guess my mentality is some of these worlds I've read, I would die. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't be able to I'm survive. I'm this would be asterisks that I don't die. Okay. If that's the case, and, like, I kind of have my same life, sort of-ish, yeah, in the yeah. in this other world, then, yeah, I probably would do that. Yeah, that's how I'm taking the question, okay. so. <laughs> I'm thinking too much into it. This yeah, is just you, a Q&A. Chill, yeah. Megan. You chill, Megan. Come on. Would you rather never read a book again or never watch a movie again? That is not a real question. It's never watch a movie again. I will get very bored while I cross-stitch, but I will see it. <laughs> I would, yeah, honestly, books are just, there's so much more with books i like movies that's hard can i can i like but like it would be kind of funny though because like if you had a movie night with someone because they i assume everyone else can still watch movies right movies still exist i just can't see them or perceive them or hear them or anything Mm -hmm. 
So it'd be really funny, though, because you'd be like, okay, well, you'll watch Lord of the Rings, and I'll read it, and then we'll talk. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Actually, like, there's so many that get adapted into yeah. film anyway. I feel like you could make you could make it work. I think so. Yeah. That's a yeah. good point. All right. We are at the end of our very first podcast episode, so I think the only thing left to do is to pick our topic for next time. I'm excited. Okay. I'm going to pop. We're gonna, we're gonna mix it up. All right, we are God, mixing. That's the most exciting part. I should have let you do it then. All right, but you can pick it. Okay. All right. We have a beautiful jar with yeah, pink need... little slips of paper in it. Okay. Can't get the lid off, but we're we're there. All right. <laughs> it looks nice. That's all. You pick our topic for next podcast. Okay. We kind of kind of touched on we this. Touched this on time. it. Okay. Talk about your least favorite plot tropes with examples, obviously. Okay. Do you think we can? I think we can do that. We can do that. I, can, I definitely think we can do that. I have a lot of tropes I don't like. Yes, me too. Yeah. I have a lot of them. And I like, would love to talk about something positive first, which is the only thing I'm upset about with this topic. But. Yes. That's a good point. But you know what? I, I can get my hate on for one episode. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Right? And then we'll have a few positive, happy-go-lucky ones. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. I bet the jar will determine that. So yeah. We, that's, we are at the mercy of the jar. The all-seeing jar. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, I think that wraps it up. I think so. All right, so thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you want more of our content, and we don't blame you for that, make sure to go follow us on social media. We are the Book Jar Pod on most social media platforms. And we look forward to hearing from you on some social media channels. I'm excited about yeah, that. That'd be great. I'm excited to interact with people. Sure. Talk books, argue books most likely, but yeah, talk and argue books. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today and we will catch you in the next one. Bye everyone. Bye.